Hey folks, this is Dr. Rob, and welcome to Overcoming Betrayal and Addiction, a podcast brought to you by Seeking Integrity Treatment Programs and hosted by me and my sidekick, Tammy. Say hi, Tammy. Hi, Dr. Rob. Thank you. Our show provides useful answers to your most asked questions about cheating, betrayal, and addiction. Let's get started. Hi, Dr. Rob. Tammy, always a pleasure. Likewise. So we, uh, the first question we have, my SAPA husband just hit one year sobriety date, working step four, has a great CSAT, three plus meetings a week, communicating and showing empathy, also starting to show consistency in behavior issues such as compulsive lying. He was recommended to a helper heal group for couples. He asked me to do this and listed all the positive things he's heard about it. I reluctantly joined because I felt like a fool. I share uh, vulnerability and spoke to a few women on the phone. After a few meetings, he tells me he doesn't feel comfortable with the women in the group. He says he doesn't want to be praised by them for his shares and says he doesn't want to trigger me by getting validation from other women. This sounds like a narcissistic response to me. I asked if it's truly because he's worried about objectifying them. He says, absolutely not. I'm not so sure. What does it seem like the real issue is? Could he be uncomfortable being open in front of women? Um, but didn't know it until that happened. That's a that's a complex question. So what are your before. thoughts? Yeah. Well, um, it doesn't sound narcissistic to me. It sounds like good recovery. And maybe he isn't sitting in there, you know, intensely staring at other women and being in that kind of, you know, lostness that we get into, which is part of the addiction. Maybe he just feels uncomfortable hearing what some of the women have to say. Maybe that triggers him and he thinks about it later. Maybe it triggers him into shame around how he's harmed you. So, which by the way, just at Seeking Integrity at the treatment center, it's fascinating because all the spouses send in letters that Tammy and I get and work on, in, well, I work on them in treatment. And they're letters from the spouses about what's happened to you, what, what you've been hurting about, what you've been struggling about, you know, all those kinds of things. We really get to hear it. And what's not to, not unusual is if I'm reading my spouse's letter and talking about the ways they may have hurt me, I, I think I've heard all that before. And so it doesn't sound like anything I need to deal with, or she told me that or whatever that is. But I'll tell you what, the other men in the room are really, really moved because it isn't their spouse. It isn't their partner. And oftentimes the other guys, I've seen men sitting there weeping, not necessarily in the way they could for their spouse because they're kind of shut down there, but listening how one of us hurt another one of you. And so I don't know why he would feel uncomfortable. There could be a million reasons. But to me, taking myself out of a situation where I feel uncomfortable is a good recovery step. Um, maybe he isn't worried about objectifying them. Maybe he doesn't think about that, but doesn't mean occasionally he doesn't. You know, in the world, we all see people, so they could be anywhere if we're going to objectify him. But I, if I were him, I wouldn't be comfortable being open in front of women, other women. You said he hit his one-year sobriety. He's working on step four. That's really early. And I don't know. I'm At that point, I'm barely getting used to being open around men and really sharing my experience with them. I don't know if I would feel safe in a group of women who were talking about their emotional and uh, issues. It's not that I don't want to hear it. It just, I might not be ready to hear it. So I think there are many, many reasons, but, but even if he is objectifying them and is leaving because he is, even if he lied to you and said he wasn't objectifying when it was, he was, it's not irrelevant, but the good news is he got out of there. 
And to me, that is, speaks to the recovery is that he found himself unhappy, uncomfortable with something, and he just took himself out of that situation. And that's something we teach all the time. So um, yeah, Tammy, what are your thoughts? I have a little different view of this. So first of all, I want to go back to the part where you share. I reluctantly joined because I feel like a fool. And, I, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I, that, that hurts me um, because I'm like, you know, it feels like you're taking on shame for his addiction, his brokenness, his, you know, his condition, you know, and um, so, but then I hear, I, I, I shared vulnerability and spoke to a few women on the phone and I'm going like, how did you feel about that? Like to me, that would be, yeah, to me, that's like good because, because if you're sharing vulnerability, your vulnerability and speaking to partners need support from other partners. You know, I mean, I'm glad your husband is doing the work, um, but you know, and you're seeing some progress. Great. You know, um, but you deserve and need support, you know, as Mm -hmm. well from other women who have been through this. And then the other thing I noticed, or I was thinking about, and I don't, I don't know your husband. I don't know what, you know, really is going on. And I hear Dr. Robin, all of that could be true. The other thing I'm like, well, I could go to a meeting and say, you know, if I, I, like, I'm going to share this and, and he could feel like, um, uh, the, the fake, you know, like I'm getting praise from, from all these women and they don't really know me. They don't know how badly I've hurt my wife and they don't, Mm. you know, so he sounds good, (laughs) but he may be going to that place of like, that's not really who I am. I'm, you know, I'm not that good yet, you know? So, so that was one of the other aspects I, you know, wondered about. And I, again, have like, you know, I have no idea what's really going on, but being uncomfortable is part of recovery too. So, so if it's a safe place, you know, he could also say to the women, you know, to the group, you know, um, I'm only looking for feedback from the men. I'm not, you know, for my recovery, I, I need only input from men or whatever. I mean, there's ways to set it up that could be different, but if it's helpful for you, like if you can get over, um, the, I feel like, a fool, you know, Mm -hmm. but go, gosh, these people are validating. Now, the other thing for you, we have um, multiple betrayed partner dropping groups every week. I'm glad you're here. Um, But we have multiple betrayed partner dropping groups that are safe places, you know, for you to share vulnerably, you know, with other betrayed partners too. And then we have the same thing for him too. So, so I don't know if it's a timing issue. It feels like, you know, uh, some of what he's saying, there may be threads of that, that, you know, that are true. Um, but it also feels like he may not even be able to identify really all of the layers of what's going on for him and just be uncomfortable. So, so interesting, I would hone in on, he's, he's got his one year sobriety, he's doing some work, you're seeing some progress. And I would really invite you to, um, to get the support so that you are not feeling foolish or shamed or, you know, and just feeling supported. I wanted to add something to that. Sorry, I, I think I pressed the wrong button and now the heat's on. It's 110 in here. So I, I haven't, we have a new, you know, one of those thermostats. I can't figure that thing out. So um, I, I wrote down, um, I completely understand and hear all the time how incredibly humiliating it is to have someone you care about um, 
betray you in such a profound way. And you should be, you know, I often hear like, why didn't I know, or I should have known and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, but I don't think if he had cancer that you would feel humiliated going to a cancer support group. And I know that this isn't like that, but on some level it is. And I wrote these words down because if you see me look down, I'm not on my phone, I'm writing. And I said, it's not about you, but it affects you. You know, this isn't anything that you did right or wrong. You had, you know, and I say this all the time, you could have made a very miserable relationship for this man and he could have left you. You know, the logical solution isn't to she, she sorry, to masturbate or have affairs and all that. That was a decision he made. So I understand, I really do, I really do the degree of um foundation breaking experience it is to be betrayed and the, as tammy said if you can just take that little piece out which is you know it's my fault which leads to i'm humiliated you didn't do anything wrong you just love somebody who's really broken and i consider that reasonably admirable so thanks tammy what do we okay got? so the next one i'm the addict in our relationship i have recently been trying to understand the why of my behaviors i'm in mm -hmm. a 12-step program and have a year of healthy recovery and i'm beginning to understand my emotions and feelings and i'm sharing these with my wife i feel so much better about life and its opportunities my wife on the other hand is having a really hard time believing that i could change so drastically and is very reluctant to accept the new me i would like to know how to be her knight in shining armor through this process so I wrote a book called Out of the Doghouse, A Relationship Saving Guide for Men Caught Cheating. And we teach an out of the doghouse course. And I'm not trying to pitch anything. This is something you really need to read because, because um, I always worry about our motivations in the beginning. And when you say in one note, um, I want to be her knight in shining armor. And then you say, I'm understanding my emotions and I'm sharing with them with her. I don't think they should be related. You know, it, when you're a partnership, you should automatically be sharing your issues with your partner. So um, I don't think that you get, um, and I worry about this knight in shining armor. It's a, that's not your job. Your job is to be a, is the word husband? Mm -hmm. Be a kind, respectful consistent engaged recovering honest partner that is the knight in shining armor that she wants to see especially the honest part you know you want to polish your armor do it out in the world where you get a lot of attention for the work you do or drive a fancy car if your narcissism needs to be fed in that way but i don't want to be adored and i don't want someone to look at me and say and i don't want a gold star like you're doing so well sweetheart that i really want to be more open to you the two things are not related. You do this work for you. You don't do it for her. And if in the process, she happens to feel better about you or more encouraged. By the way, nine shining, shining armor, I would just check that off the list. Like that ain't going to happen, especially after what's been going on. Um, there was one other thing I want to say, oh, about her reluctancy to, to, to take this in. So, and Tammy can talk more about this than me. Y'all are in different places. You've known about this forever. You knew what you did, where you were going, you know, you were lying about, but this is probably reason, reasonably recent for your spouse. So you've had years to look at what the problem is. And now you're really starting to dive into the resolution. She's had what, how long, a year, 18 months to figure out that there's a problem. She's going to take, 
a long time to get into a more peaceful place. So I suggest you take your eyes off of her and put your eyes back on your sponsor and your program and your therapy and your recovery. And if she wants to talk to you about something, she can come to you. By the way, I don't have to, I'm sorry, Tammy, I'm ranting. I don't have to tell my spouse, well, guess what I did today? And I went to this meeting and I did that, you know, again, it's not about getting a gold star for doing minimum requirements of recovery. I see guys who, you know, now I'm doing the laundry and now I'm helping with dinner and now I'm with the kids. And it's like, well, but you just should have been doing that all along. You don't get big kudos for that. So I think two things are being conflated. One is what I hope is your sincere and meaningful shift in your life. And I know what that's like to go from lying and cheating and keeping secrets and to just being me, to having integrity. Um, and I'm so happy for you. Um, by the way, this will wane and whack, meaning there will be times when you feel great about your recovery and just be aware there will be times that you don't. Uh, it goes in and out. So enjoy the good times. And then there's going to be other feelings and it's going to be hard. But I suggest you leave her alone. And maybe you take a course or read a book on what betrayed partners go through there tammy so so a, a bunch of things um yeah the knight in shining armor is um oh there's yeah, a book so, called a knight in shining armor i'm going to send that you do your you talk I'll okay to him. so i just typed in the thanos check-in what i hear is you're sharing with your wife you're sharing with your wife and she you know i don't know what kind of a format you guys have you may have a check-in where you're both sharing you know great if it's like you're you know constantly running around and telling her things like that's a lot especially for someone who's been betrayed um so so having the filter on that having the conversation of like how you know how is it how best to appropriately um you know if you're doing like the 20 minute meetings a couple times a week that's a great place you know to share those kind of things too um but, i mean uh, partners are overwhelmed you know with you know with all of this because like dr rob said you knew all along that you were doing all of this stuff and then partners get bam and and their whole world is upset they are often you know you know 12 to 18 months behind the partner in that or the addict if the addict is doing the right things and i mean really engaging in recovery work uh, when i hear the focus of like how can i be her knight in shining armor you know like that is taking the focus off of you and the recovery work the why you know yeah i mean right. fine it's helpful maybe um but i know lots of people who know why and keep acting out it can also be really <laughs> triggering. So make sure you've got the support. I always think the better question is how, how do we move forward? How do we move forward? You know, how do I engage my recovery plan, you know, so that we are making progress? You know, that's, that's far more interesting to me than the wise. Like I said, you know lots of people who know why, and they, you know, they act out for years and decades. So, so making sure you really have a, a solid um, foundation. If you haven't already done so, I put the work groups, you know, out of the doghouse is a great option. If you've got a solid foundation, it sounds like you do, you've got a, uh, you know, hopefully you're working with a sponsor, you know, at, at 12 months. I you know the other person was like starting step four to me as a 12 stepper, like that 
that's a longer journey. Get through, you know, steps four through nine are where things really change. So if you've got those solid foundation, you know, you can you can go back and do it again. Guess what? You can you keep living this life and you keep doing those things. So, um, but getting through a core of that is such a relief. So hopefully you've been doing those things, um, you know, to to be able to be present. But you know, giving her the space. Hopefully she's you know participating. You being her sole support and like saving her, like, uh, like, no, you do your work. She gets her support, you know, and then, you know, as things, you know, are able to do so, you know, you're coming together at strategic points like the Thanos check-in. So I have so much more that I keep adding, okay. by the way. Um, so Tammy's right. It's not, everybody wants to know why. Why do I have this problem? Why do I do this? Why? And to be honest, that's kind of in some ways not productive because it's asking, it's more about me. You know, who am I? What am I doing? And as Tammy said, I can know everything. I could show you a complete movie of your entire life, every moment that happened. And you would still go out and see sex workers or, you know, fool around with porn all the time because that doesn't teach you how to stop. I mean, one of the things we do with Seeking Integrity, every guy comes in and says, why, why, why? And as I, Tammy said, I say, how? How do you get into recovery? How do you understand what's happened? How do you begin to have empathy for your family and actually teaching step-by-step step what needs to be done? I will say this, there is a reason for the why. And I think it's an important one because there are two kinds of why. One is I'm a terrible, terrible person and I don't deserve to be on this earth. And the other is I'm a really broken person who's made a lot of mistakes. And if you can look a little bit at the why and understand what you went through, it's easier to understand that you're a broken person who really didn't mean to hurt people, but you were so hurt yourself and so broken. And that I can fix and help broken people. But many folks go into shame, which is I hate myself, I'm an awful person. The why is unknown. So I'm just a bad person and I hurt people and I can't help bad people. But I'll tell you, I haven't seen a lot of people come to treatment who are maybe a couple in the last five years at the treatment center who are bad people if they do we let them know but most of them are come in hating themselves because of what they've done which is a narcissistic kind of obsession poor me i'm so awful i i i um but moving to the how is much more important i do want to write i did say one more thing which is if i were your spouse the last thing i would want is you running after me like a puppy did i do good didn't i you know she does not like the fact that you were looking for her validation in any way while she is furious at you. She's the last person you should be bothering to get something from, or I'll feel better if you show this big smile, do your work. And maybe that smile will come around because of the way you're acting, not when you're looking to find it. Yes, I agree with that. Okay. Next one. How can I tell family and friends we are splitting up? Why don't you start Tammy? And there's so many I assume it's related to sex addiction, related to yeah. cheating. And, and they don't need to know the behind the scenes. So it's like, you know, we, 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 we have come to an impasse. We are not, we don't see a future together. You know, we, we've chosen to go separate ways. I mean, you can, you know, you, you can be kind. You can be, you know, I'm dumping the you know, a hole. I don't, you know, I mean, it, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like one of those, the whys kind of goes back to, you know, it, it, it you know, it, it, on some level, it doesn't matter. And nobody needs to know all of the underlying things, you know, you guys know, um, and it's okay to just go, you know, I would appreciate support or I would appreciate, I need some time to process whatever it is that you need. You can ask for that. 
but you know, we, you know, we've made a decision to separate, you know, and um, we don't, you know, we don't even have the timing on, you know, how long this process will take, but you know, this is what we've chosen for ourselves. I hope you'll respect our, you know, uh, respect us at this time. Enough said, that's my thought or yours. Well, I was just thinking about going to divorce court and when the judge says, well, why are you, you know, this, this couple is divorcing because they don't say because he's a sex addict and she's a betrayed partner and they're breaking up because he's been having affairs and seeing sex workers. And they say they're breaking up because of Eric, I put this up, irreconcilable differences. differences yeah. That's yeah. a great way of saying, it's like, we just came to a point where we could not see each other anymore. And we felt that we'd be in less pain and have a happier family. If you have kids, just know that we are there for each other, co-parenting. I think people want to know or they will gossip about if you become really um, openly angry at each other. You may feel that way, and I'm not asking you to spend evenings together, but I think dragging other people in just to say it like, I can't believe what he or she did is going to make your life more difficult because people talk. And then before you know it, and maybe one of those friends knows what happened. and so. Um, the better the two of you can find some peaceful way. And and I want to say to the spouses, you know, if you're not going to be together, why hate them? <laughs> you know, I mean, move on with your life, regret what's happened, you know, and look back at the good parts. You know, I mean, when my, one of my parents died, I didn't say, well, let me remember one more time, all the terrible things they did. I just thought of how grateful I was that they could give what they gave. And I think if you're divorcing or you have kids and you're divorcing, you have to put on your big adult, pants and and kind of try to treat your ex with dignity i, I agree been there done that it, you know but yeah sure. i mean it, it is hard you know so but the the i needed to live in my integrity and i needed to not right. make things worse and i did have a child involved you know so i wanted to make sure that i was setting things up you know to um you know to move forward you know and friends chose and that's all okay you know like like that was, that was not my stuff. That was there. So you did this. By the way, I, I was, well, I was just going to say, um, you can share your feelings. Mm -hmm. There's a great way to say it. Share mm -hmm. your feelings. I've been unhappy. I've been frustrated. I've been sad. I've been angry, but uh, don't share the content. Don't share the facts. You know, you can just say there's a lot of unhappiness. I've been, you know, you can talk about your feelings. No one can question them. I'm sorry. But if you say, well, this happened and that happened. By the way, I played telephone when I was a kid. I loved playing telephone, by the way, Tammy. I really did. Because the thing you said by the time I was halfway around the circle, it was nothing like what had started. And believe me, you're just like that as an adult. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. But it must say you don't get support. Right. But yeah, there's all kinds of misinformation that doesn't ultimately help either of you you know, right. to be able to move forward. Within three so. weeks, someone's going to say, oh, he's a sex offender and I don't want his kids over. I mean, you just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. be careful. Okay. My PA husband has been doing great in recovery for almost two years. He recently suggested adding more cloud space to his phone. I told him, I don't think it is a good idea and he should print the pictures off his phone to free up more space. Instead, he did it anyway and I am furious. I told him I was very triggered by this and he doesn't understand why. He basically told me I'm overreacting and need help. Oof. I reminded him he is the reason I am triggered over this. Any suggestions? Well, first of all, if, if anybody want, really wants to understand without having to read a magazine or watch it on TV, the word gaslighting, this is an extraordinarily good example, which is I'm triggered by this. I'm angry. This really upsets me. 
and there's a perfectly good reason for it and the other person to avoid the conflict or to hide behind whatever it is and they say no 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 you're just overreacting and you're not overreacting you're ex you're or why are you making such a big deal out of this or we you know whatever it does to push it back on you and make you feel like you were bad for you know feeling upset about something uh, i trust you spouses the degree of upset you express mm, sometimes cannot be great but the fact that you have it absolutely so uh, what i would be furious about in this situation i'm going to turn it over to tammy is not my part would not be about the cloud or you know i honestly just with all the writing and the, the presentations, and I often need more space. It doesn't necessarily have to do with that. I like to take my pictures off because they take a lot of space and all my pictures are in the clouds. So if my computer melts down, I still have them. So, you know, that part I can understand may not be related to his acting out, but the part I would not like and give me a bitter taste is that you asked him not to, and he did it anyway, because that makes us think, well, if they're doing things that they're not telling me about that I specifically asked them not to, to to do, then all trust is gone. How do I know what else is going on that you're not telling me about? So uh, I'll say this quickly. This goes back to the podcast that I did with Dr. Stan Katkin. I think it's called We Do, which is about decisions that I make in life. This is a perfect example of when I make a decision, the first thing I look to to answer that decision is what is best for us? What is best for us? And this is the exact opposite. He asked what was best for us and you told him, which means that where, and he said, well, forget that. I'm just going to go back to doing what's best for me. And that will never go well, you can see. Anything to add, Tammy? Well, the other thing I would, I would absolutely be, hopefully you have access to his um, cloud, you know, that you are, you have the password. <laughs> you can ask. I would, uh, yeah, honestly, I would be going, I, you know, this has violated my trust in you. And therefore, you know, my, my healthy boundary is if, I mean, healthy boundaries are for your safety. And, and I feel, I feel that I'm not safe with this. He's done this, even though he knew I would be triggered and, and like Dr. Rob said, gaslighting all over the place. So, you know, mm -hmm. I, like, let's sit down and go through your photos, you know, and we can decide if, you know. It, it, yeah, how how best to process this. So um, I have a photo frame sitting right here that holds thousands of images. If they're if they're great photos that you need to have, guess what? You can have them in a public place where you can both see them. That would be another practical solution. So. Thank you for listening to this episode of Overcoming Betrayal and Addiction. If our words have led you to seek help, please reach out. You can always find us at www.seekingintegrity.com.